You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode 50. I can't believe it. If you had said to me last year at this exact time, that in one year's time, I would be recording my 50th episode for the Well Woman Podcast, I may have laughed in your face. But here we are, and we have 50 episodes deep in the Well Woman Podcast, and I want to thank you. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing my journey with leaky gut and how I healed. It's a question that I've been getting a lot of questions about over on Instagram, through messages, and over in the Well Woman Academy. And I thought, what a great episode topic for episode 50 here in the podcast. Now, before we jump in, I just want to give a big shout out to you all. This podcast would not be happening and it would not have continued if it wasn't for your amazing support. All of your shares over on Instagram and Facebook connecting and telling your friends about this podcast. I get so many messages now about how you've referred a friend to the podcast to learn more about her own cycle or to learn about a particular topic that we've covered here in the Well Woman podcast. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm super excited that we are 50 episodes deep and I cannot wait to record the next 50. I have some really wonderful guests lined up and a few extra topics that I'll be sharing on. So far, however, we have covered loads of things here in the episodes here of the Wellman podcast from Ayurvedic healing to interviewing people like Lonnie Jane, Rosie Rees, talking about yoni eggs, period underwear, menstrual cups, understanding how Chinese medicine can have an effect of our and on our menstrual cycle, working with our schedules. We've talked about Panchakarma, my Ayurvedic healing journey in India. I've taught you about the pill and coming off the pill, toxins in your menstrual products, embracing your feminine essence. You name it. We've had lots of lots of topics, not to mention uh, one of our recent topics with Vicky J on the clip got lots of feedback. And I'm excited to announce that we have a sexologist joining us on the show very soon. So you'll have to stay tuned to that. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Please make the time to share this podcast, whether it's sharing it via an Instagram story, whether it's emailing it to a friend, texting it to a sister, a mom, an auntie, sharing it with your students at school. However, however we can get this podcast in other people's ears is fantastic. And it's all about sharing awareness of how amazing our bodies are as women and how we can use our cycles to actually transform our health. So thank you for your support. I'm beyond grateful. And since we launched the podcast, lots has happened. I took two of the programs that I was running, Well Women and Well School, two six-week intimate programs, and I created the Well Women Academy, which launched last October. We now have members from all over the world, from Sweden, London, Canada, America, Australia, New Zealand, and I'm so thrilled that you have all been a part of this process. So thank you for forever inspiring me and tuning in. I love hearing from you. So from the bottom of my heart again, thank you. All right, well, let's get into this episode. Like I said, I'm going to be sharing all about my journey with leaky gut. 
Around 2012, I was actually running a photography business. So I'm going to share a bit of my story with you. Is out of school, I studied fashion. <laughs> I worked as a swimwear designer and through swimwear design, I ran a swimwear house and I worked in that industry of swimwear designing for around four years. Once I left that particular position, I landed a contracting job in a nutritional manufacturer where I ended up becoming somewhat like a food science formulator, where I used to help formulate, in, you know, source the ingredients for nutritional products that were distributed and created in the factory and sold around Australia and overseas. And I loved everything I was learning about nutrition. I was in my early 20s and it was just like life force for me. Now, whilst I was there, I had a bit of spare time on my hands and a friend said to me, Gemma, if you could do anything, like anything with your life, what would you do? And I said, you know what? I'd probably just take photos and travel the world. She's like, you could do that. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, I reckon you'd do that. You could do that. And I, you know, I came from a creative arts background, so I already loved art and I'd already done a little bit of photography. And this was back in 2009, 2010. So well before Instagram was created. And I went out, I brought my first massive big camera, big lens and birthed my photography career. I went back to university, I studied photography um, and I started a photography business where I had my own studio and I was shooting lots of different stuff. Now at the same time I was still consulting in nutritional manufacturing and also running this photography business. But what I found out was that I was getting quite stressed. I didn't realize it at the time, but I was very overwhelmed. I was on the rat race. I was consistently chasing photography gigs. I was doing wedding after wedding. I was shooting mornings. I was shooting evenings. I was shooting all weekends, plus working in manufacturing for nutrition. And I started to get really run down. I didn't realize what was going on. And it wasn't until one day I came home from the factory and I was feeling quite burnt out. And what happened was I got home and I pretty much just slept. I slept for literally like 24 hours. My mum even came over to persuade me to eat and get out of bed by bringing me custard tarts and vanilla slices. And at this time I was still eating dairy, but I had been, you know, gluten-free for a number of years at this stage. My, I grew up in a family of celiac disease. My brother and my sister both have celiacs. I have the gene which is not turned on in my stomach, so I don't have the eating of the stomach lining of, of a celiac, but I definitely get the same challenges in my gut from, from gluten. So I'd been gluten-free for a long time, and after my mum came to visit me, I ended up getting up and I fell down the flight of stairs at home. I was in agonizing pain. I thought this has to be like labor. I was in yeah, agonizing, sharp stabbing pains throughout my abdomen. And I went to the doctor, mum came back over to my house, luckily she lived close at the time, um, came back over to my house and helped me get to the doctors. And basically the doctor had said, oh, you've just got IBS. And I was like, no shit, Sherlock, of course I have an irritable bowel, um, but there's got to be something more going on here. Now this was before leaky gut was really well known about, um, like it is today currently, and it sent me down a healing journey that took a very long process. I went from, you know, eating quite healthy and being quite a healthy person. I was always very active. I was constantly at the gym. I was doing lots of outdoor activities and I wasn't overweight at all, but I was extremely bloated. I had low energy in the sense of I was easily fatigued. 
I was burnt out really and I was also constipated and experienced a lot of gas. Now at the time people probably would have no idea that I was feeling like this or that I even looked bloated but you know if I wasn't holding it in I definitely looked six months pregnant and I have the photos to prove it. So what I ended up doing is I got quite frustrated at what I'd experienced at the doctors and I decided to go around and look for other options. So I went and saw some herbalists, I saw an iridologist, I even saw acupuncturists, I saw um, kinesiologists. I literally went through every type of practitioner I could find that could support me. And at the time, this is just my personal experience, I would go and I would see a practitioner, they would give me something to use, I would go home and I'm like, I'm surely there's more things I can do other than just use this particular herb. You know, I'm sure there's foods I can cut out or foods I can introduce or something else I can do in my lifestyle. And at this stage, I was really pissed off. Let's just face it. I was really uncomfortable in my body. I didn't feel very attractive and I really just wanted a healthy gut. I wanted my body back and not to feel bloated at the same time. So I ended up saying, screw this. <laughs> what happened is I decided after learning a little bit about ancestral health before I studied it, I decided that, you know, our bodies have an innate wisdom. I've always thought this and I knew that my body kind of knows what to do. I'm just going to go back to the absolute basics. Now, some people might think I went a little bit over the top, OTT, but what I ended up doing is I cut out literally everything except for fruits and vegetables. I cut out all legumes. This is just my personal journey, remember. All right, this is what I did. But I cut out all legumes, all beans, all meats of any kind. So you could say I was vegan. I cut out all nuts and seeds. I cut out all dried fruit. And I literally only ate fresh fruits and vegetables that came from the earth. If it was a whole mango, I could eat the whole mango. If it was a banana, I could eat a banana. I could eat the broccoli. I could eat sweet potato. And I literally ate like that for just under a year, over set, over 11 months. I went back to the absolute basics. When it came to what I was drinking, all I drank was water or natural herbal tea. Tea that I made myself from fresh cut ginger or fresh cut turmeric. And what I found by simply removing all of these elements over time, my gut just naturally healed. I hadn't found any products like probiotics or multivitamin or magnesium or any of these things that actually had helped me or supported the, this process in the past. So I just came to the conclusion that nutritional products just don't really work and I'm just going to go back to food. Now, there was no restrictions with how much or how little I could eat but I really restricted myself in the sense of what I was eating. And that was going back to just raw, real food. Now, when I say raw, I mean, I was purchasing it raw and I was cooking it myself. I wasn't a raw vegan at all. Um, and throughout that year, I would cook the food in different ways. I still went traveling and still lived my life, but I went through a process of not eating out, <laughs> Um, not having any alcohol. I've never liked coffee, so I just literally didn't eat and drink any coffee. Um, and going back to the basics, what I noticed uh, around the third or fourth month that my digestive system really started to repattern. I only got bloating occasionally, if not ever, and I just stuck to it. I knew through some of my readings that, you know, it takes up to a year for our gut to heal. 
And I thought if I can stick to this for close to a year, I feel like I'm going to be doing pretty good for myself. Now, throughout this year, I decided to take a step outside of what I was doing in manufacturing and studying photography. I attended my first ever Hay House event in Melbourne, Australia. I saw um, Dr. Wayne Dyer. I saw Louise Hay. I saw all these wonderful speakers. And I thought, you know what? I would love to help more people. Um, It was actually a close friend of mine at the time who had been um, diagnosed with as a gluten intolerance with some celiacs. And, you know, I showed her how to go gluten-free because I'd been living gluten-free already for so many years. Um, I found it really easy. And she, after a few weeks, was like, you're really good at this. You should help people. And it planted a seed. It planted a seed that maybe I could do more in health than just make nutritional products in a factory. And I loved helping people. I realized that, you know, around me, I was supporting as many people with health I could. I was talking about it. I was sharing it. And it was clearly a passion of mine. And that little seed started to sprout when I attended the Hay House event. Now, keep in mind, I'm still healing my gut at this time. I'm still sticking to fruits and vegetables, my herbal tea, lots of clean, fresh water. Um, I choose to drink reverse osmosis. And I became a coach. I started to go and study coaching. um, And that led me down the path of ancestral health where I learned that it can take the full year, like I was saying before, to heal your gut. Now, at the end of this year, just before the 12th mark, 12th mark, 12th month, clocked over, I was due to go on a family holiday with my beautiful family to Borneo for Christmas. And I was really paranoid about getting sick. I knew that I'd already had parasites before, I'd had leaky gut, but I was literally at my health peak. I had never felt healthier get, you know, to the, literally the sixth month, I'd never felt healthier. And fast forward to the 11th month, I was really worried. And worry, as we know, is an emotion that actually aggravates your digestive system and can create some bloating. And I decided that I needed to find a probiotic that would support me throughout my travels in Borneo, Malaysia. And then I was off to the Philippines because let's face it, When you're traveling, you can't really control everything you're eating. I know you put it in your mouth and you choose to put it in your mouth, but you can't control where it's coming from, who's cooked it, all the source of the the food items and the ingredients. So I knew that taking a probiotic after working in a manufacturing warehouse where we used to manufacture probiotics and probiotic products is I I knew at the time how important taking a good quality probiotic was, but I just hadn't found one. Anyway, a friend recommended some probiotics to me. And this was the real test of my leaky gut journey is traveling overseas again. Was I going to be able to travel, still be healthy, or was I going to get sick and get bloated and experience constipation, diarrhea, all of those signs that come with leaky gut. And at the time, I was really happy to say that the probiotic that I trialed that I hadn't used before Um, actually was the first probiotic that I had ever used that worked. And how did I know that it worked is that I was the only one in a family of six that didn't get a bit sniffly or get run down or feel a little bit sick whilst we were traveling through Asia. And I also was the only one that pooed on a long haul flight. So I was pretty stoked, as you can imagine. Pooing on a long haul flight, if you know your health, is like a huge win. And for me, with all the challenges I'd faced, that was, you know, the biggest thing that I realize is when it comes down to choosing products to support your health when you're on a healing journey is it comes down to the quality of the products. 
So that's a little bit of a like a, a story as to how I came to get leaky gut through stress, feeling overwhelmed, running myself into the ground, running a business and working in consultancy in manufacturing for nutrition, pro, nutritional products. But healing journey takes time. You can't rush your healing journey. And something that I always say to my one-on-one clients is that often we want to be the hare in the hare and tortoise race. Whereas it's the tortoise that quite often always ends up winning anyway, because they're in for the long haul. And I knew that quick fixes weren't going to get me anywhere. I tried a lot of little bits and pieces from different practitioners. And honestly, practitioners are amazing. I just hadn't found one that was the right supportive practitioner for me at the time. Not to mention, we're talking back in 2012, the health industry then, as opposed to what it is now in 2020, was very, very different. It's come a very long way in the last decade. And I just hadn't yet found someone that I found supportive. So I decided to take my own health in my own hands and literally go back to the basics, like I said. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I have some gut challenges or I know someone who else has some gut challenges, what would I recommend you do? All right, I've got some steps for you. Of course, I couldn't create this podcast episode being episode 50 and not share some steps with you. So The first step is, and I say it all the time, I didn't do this then, but I now know how important it is today, is track your cycle. Check in with yourself on a regular daily basis about how you're feeling. What's your poo like? Keep a poo diary. Notice your bloating. Are you bloated? Are you not bloated? Um, do Do you have gas? Do you not have gas? And keep a track of how you're feeling. Do that in a cycle tracker. It's very easy to do. It's also free. There's a link available on my website, wellsome.com. You can also get it by the link in my Instagram profile. The handle is wellsome underscore Gemily. And you can download the Love Your Cycle Guide. Super easy to do. It's free. Has the videos that go with it. The second thing I would do is I would go back to looking at what you're putting in your body. When it comes to what you're putting in your body, ultimately, you're either feeding something or contributing to something. And that could be feeding health, it could be feeding diseasement, it could be contributing to balance or contributing to imbalance. So look at what you're putting in your body. Look at why you're putting it in your body. Are you putting it in your body through peer pressure or are you putting it in your body through personal preference and personal choice? Look at what it is you're putting in your body. That's the first one. The second part of the food element, so this is step three, is remove the foods that are contributing to being harmful for you. This is packaged foods. For me, that was the number one thing. I just went away from all packaged foods. I then stepped away from legumes and beans because they added additional gas and, you know, they didn't help at all when I had um, bloating. So I decided that I would remove those from the diet, no matter how much I loved vegan nachos at the time. I really enjoyed it and I had dairy cheese on it too. Oh, it was so delicious. Refried beans. My mum makes the best Mexican dip. Oh my God, my mouth is watering right now. But I knew that every time I had it, I felt bloated afterwards within the next one to two days. So once I removed those, I didn't, I no longer felt bloated. I also knew that with dried fruits, that dried fruits have sometimes three times more amount of sugar, if not more than the actual fruit itself. So if you're looking at an apricot in its whole form versus a dried apricot, the dried apricot, if you eat one, is equivalent to eating like four grapes, sorry, four grapes, four apricots. 
And so for me, I knew that that excess amount of sugar at the time was not contributing well to me feeling bloated. So I cut all of that out too. And that's when I just really went down to fruits and vegetables. I've always loved fruits and vegetables. I've always loved adding color to my plate. So the third step is remove the things that are contributing to causing you harm. The fourth step is ideally avoid any types of liquids that are leading to an imbalance as well. So this can be alcohol, um, particularly alcohol, caffeine, any kind of caffeinated drinks, and go back to something that's close to nature. I know a lot of people are really into kombucha, and I had this conversation with a with a friend and a client last week, is that kombucha is fantastic. I love kombucha myself, but I know everybody's body reacts to kombucha slightly differently, and kombucha's pro many different ways if you're making your own kombucha at home and you're not adding any kind of liquid flavorings then fantastic go to having you know one little shot glass of kombucha every day but kombucha has become a mainstream hip thing and therefore we drink a whole bottle of it and then we might have two and drink it as if it's alcohol or glasses of water when long um, term throughout the day or over the weeks, having many kombuchas can, for some people, contribute to creating more of an imbalance, particularly depending on how that kombucha is manufactured. So I like to say that when it comes to your liquids is really look at what it is you're putting in your body. The best thing I ever did for my gut health is change my quality of my water. I went from drinking just regular tap water to alkaline bottled water, which was expensive through the roof, might I add, <laughs> like $4.75 for a 1.25 liter. Ouch, that hurt the bank account. But then I went to looking at alkaline water that had been treated with light therapy. And then I actually ended up finding and being recommended reverse osmosis. Now, I choose to use reverse osmosis still to this day since 2000 and 13 and I've been using it because it's a very in-depth filtration system it removes everything from the water including the minerals I understand that but I know that I'm getting minerals through my nutritional products I use a pharmaceutically graded multivitamin every single day and then I also know that I'm getting minerals in the food that I'm having on a regular basis too so for me, I was happy to remove the minerals from the water and changing just my water quality made such a big impact. And I loved how I felt when I did that. Plus, I got really thirsty when I changed water. Maybe I'll have to do a podcast episode on just water. But they're the foundational steps. Start with these first and foremost. Remember, this is not the hair race. This is the tortoise race. Additionally, from there, you can also use products that can support you through your healing journey. Personally, at the time, like I said, I couldn't find any, but I'm very glad that I found the probiotic that I have. Um, it's also one that I can take traveling and I keep some spares in my wallet always. So I'm very, very thankful and I've not, not ever used that for the last seven years. It's been a, a real saving grace, you could say, for my gut health over the last um, seven years. But using a high quality um, probiotic is important. I'd suggest using a pharmaceutical graded multivitamin. Um, using a chelated multivitamin um, is fantastic when it's bound with the right nutrients because it can actually help minimize the amount of products you're using and kind of consolidate it all. So there's that. And depending on what your food type is and your way in which you eat and your um, belief systems around food, personally, I use a mercury free fish oil on a daily basis as well. 
um, to help support gut health along with like the lining of my intestines and good healthy essential fatty acids are important for many elements of your of your health now what else can you do to support your gut health that I also did as my journey progressed after I mastered my food and my water I then moved on to what I was putting on my body and that's my skincare <laughs> at the stage that I was going through I threw everything out in my in my house in my bathroom and I literally started making all my own shampoo, conditioner, body wash, face scrub, and I had so many ants in the shower. My flatmate at the time was not happy. Olivia, I love you. Um, but I really then began to look at what I was putting on my skin. I read a beautiful book called Gorgeous Skin in 30 Days. It's quite an old book now, but it has the most amazing foundational elements of opt optimal skin health. And I read that book back to front and I took notes and I still have those same notes I took from that book stuck in my pantry today. They're still there and I still refer to them and I literally tuned into what I was putting on my skin and I went back to the basics and what I noticed is my skin started to clear up which it can be directly related and reflected from your gut health. I became leaner in the sense that I was no longer bloated so my belly felt full not excessively bloated. I was balanced and I was getting my energy back. Now, this didn't happen overnight. Like I said, this was a period of over 12 months. But I've since been able to maintain those same changes that I made eight years ago and still apply them today on a daily basis. Today, however, um, as of the last four and a half, five years, I've been able to sync these same daily habits and daily ways of eating with my menstrual cycle. And this is what birthed the vision for the Well Women Academy to teach women how they can literally allow their body to be their own best health guide. Your body knows exactly what it wants and what it needs. And this is what I teach one-on-one -on -one clients individually through processes that you and your body know what's best for you. Sometimes you just need to get out of your own way. And how do you do that? Sometimes you need a coach who can see the things in you that you can't yet see them in yourself. And this is why we focus on the four pillars inside the Well Woman Academy and coaching. And I encourage you to as well. Don't just look at your food, but also look at your physical way of moving, your physical body, look at your emotions, look at your energy, look at your spiritual connection, your essence of life. All of these contribute to your health. And this was the journey that I took when I was leaking, leaking, when I was leaking, oh, when I was healing from leaky gut. And I know it's possible for, for you as well. And even if you just have gas or you have constipation, you don't necessarily have leaky gut. These same steps are very simple, but they can be very easily impactful for you as well. So I would encourage you to check in with yourself, start tracking your cycle, look at what you're feeding your body what's causing an imbalance or contributing to some ramifications you're feeling, whether that's bloating, constipation, diarrhea, and have a look at what you're putting in your mouth, what you're putting on your body and what you're drinking. Then look at the products that you're using. And if you don't know what to use, ask for help, reach out. I get emails from you guys and I love it. Email me and say, hey, Jem, you mentioned this in this podcast episode. I would love to learn more about what it is that you use or how you know, how can I get something like that? Or how can I find something that benefits me or that would help with where I'm at? Just ask. I, I love answering your questions and hearing from you. Of course, we do all of this in depth in the Well Women Academy, where we talk a lot about this. And I even did a video the other week of me sitting on the toilet with my clothes on, 
teaching them about how to use a pool stool, a poo stool and how to optimize the way in which you use your body when you go to the toilet. Um, all of these little things help and contribute to your overall gut health, as does stress management. So that's a wrap for me. I trust that you've found this story that I've shared with you, my journey, helpful in some way, shape or form. And please share it with others that you feel that would enjoy this, would take a lot from the feedback and the steps that I've been able to share with you and maybe my story too. Additionally, thank you so much for tuning in for episode 50. We have two episodes this week, this one and episode 51. So be sure to tune in and listen to them both. Now, until next week, I will be talking and seeing you soon. Can't wait to see you over in the Well Women Academy. And if you have questions, be sure to shoot them through because like I said, I love hearing from you. All right, that's a wrap from me. Have an amazing day wherever you are and I'll be talking with you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together we can all live in flow, harmony and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.